I'll hold them up in the air. I guess that's toward heaven. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power, not let the lost get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. Thank you guys for joining in in prayer. And man, I, I hope you're not upset that we're encouraging you. Uh, if you are, we're going to do it anyway. So, been upset, isn't that? I think the coolest thing, uh, Katie, thank you for the, the hug. Uh, I mean, I thought like, uh, you know, there's just some things that you just enjoy, like hugging and, uh, you know, just love it. She'll just grab and squeeze and, and just hugs it and just, you know, tackle. Tackle's a good way. Uh, you know, probably don't want to do that at the airport, um, but uh, but I, I love that. And just and Eddie, Eddie's just so laid back, but Katie comes up like, hey, you know, like, it's been here for a while. I think part of that, you know, because then usually in seasons like this is usually when times like tragedy happens. And we tend to remember the tragedy more than the other thousand great things. And so sometimes we have to get back to the great things that we remember. So I definitely rejoice in that. So today we're preaching about help my unbelief. How many of you have ever had some unbelief before? Right? And, and all of us have run into that time where God, you know, I'm struggling and it says help my unbelief. Faith is substance, not situational. I mean, it's what I am. It's who I am. It's daily. It's all the time. It's not situational. I have to use my faith. You know, you realize the same amount of faith it took for you to sit down in that chair is the same amount of faith that it takes for you to believe to be healed. Nobody freaked out when they got ready to sit down like, is it there? Is it there? No, no, you were confident when you sat down, you were sitting in a chair. It is the same amount. And sometimes we get overwhelmed because of the news of it and we forget about how big the God we have and we start trying to plan it to be bigger than what it really is so I am I'm always excited about the 21 day fast we're probably going to start January 8th okay and so <laughs> and so you just hang in there amen uh, come we'll be giving you some guides and, and I'm, I'm always uh, uh, excited about separating myself for God to use in any way he wants. Amen. And so I want to be able to put, put ourselves in that position. No one's going to hold something over your head. Actually, I will. Actually, let me take that back. Pastor Rita won't. I will be like, why aren't you doing it? You know, she won't do that. She's very sweet and kind and loving. And that's how we've made it. Uh, Mark chapter 9, verse 23 through 27. Starts with this, if you can echo Jesus, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd had, had come running, he rebuked the unclean spirit, you deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out and never enter him again. After shrieking and convulsing him violently, the spirit came out. The boy became like a corpse so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet, and he stood up. 
And this man had come to Jesus because his son was demon-possessed. And it, earlier, further up in the scriptures, he said he'd sometimes throw himself into the, onto the ground and start going into these mad rages and going into some of the things. Probably some of the stuff you look like you've seen on the news. This is happening right now. Y'all know as well as I do, when our kids are going through something, it consumes our whole world. There ain't, there, there ain't no sleep happening. There's no eating. There's very little eating happening. If your kid is in trouble, everybody is in trouble. And it should be. It should be. It should take like God, whatever it is, I want to be able to believe. God, if I can believe for all of these things, I need to believe for my son. And that's what the man said, help my unbelief. I ever got to a place where it's like, God, you know, I'm thankful for all these things. I can believe for all these things. But now I get to this place. And it's not that I don't believe in God, but I'm struggling to believe in this. Like I got my salvation. Think about it. God saved you from death and hell. Trust me, he can handle your circumstances. He can handle your bills. He can handle your stuff. And, and the devil's clever. The devil's clever. I, I speak to maybe about a million kids and people a year. Every time I've had a, a, a relative die, a nephew or something die, I can't begin to tell you the six-hour drive to Lubbock, fighting off depression. Sometimes and I love the fact I do it alone, fighting off tears. Like I reached all those kids, but I couldn't reach my own family. The devil will try to use whatever he can against you. Now I have to scream out to God, God, help my unbelief. I know that that's not the way you set it up. I know that's not the way you assigned it. I know that that's an attack. I know that's just the way it is. And so we have to pull ourselves together. And so this man acknowledged of his unbelief. He acknowledged it and was at the same time understanding that God's will is always working. And he was, he was the one missing the goal. Now listen, when he said, help my unbelief, that was him being humble enough to say, I don't believe. And many of us as Christians, and, and we, we don't like to say, I don't believe. Because it don't look right. I'm a pastor. I just don't believe. He said, help my unbelief. There are areas in my life I am not comfortable in or confident in like I am in other areas. And it took some humility to say, God, get me to where I need to be believed. This is my child. I always love it when people say they can't fast. I love it. When you have a problem, you can fast. I've seen people go through breakups and don't eat. It ain't about the food, right? It's a heart thing, right? And you would put your heart in it. And there's nothing like when you put your heart into something and being able to come back to that place. And so the first thing we have to do is don't blame God. It's the first thing. Don't blame God. When things are not going your way, blaming God is not going to make things better. In fact, that's the only one with the answer. So we can't go after God. He says, God, help my unbelief. Many believers tend to, to blame God, though, when things are not going their way. They plan the, the, the way they plan. But the, another work of the enemy, this is another work of the enemy, because if he can get you to get rid of your source and get rid of your answer, if he can get, rid, get you to get rid of it, he knows the answer will never come. And not only will you have this problem for this moment, but you'll have it for generations. So it's like break generation. I don't have to increase my faith or increase my praying. I just need to believe what God has already said. Now it's good to increase in prayer. It's good to increase these things. But you don't have to load up your faith and load up your belief. All you have to do is believe what's already been written. 
Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I, I was going to go to the gym and work out my belief. See, at those points, right, we, we see this. And I heard a guy say this, right, at, at church where, where we get people to say, man, there's so many hypocrites in the church. That's almost like going to a gym and say, there's so many unhealthy people in the gym. Yes. They're going there to do what? Get healthy. You come to church to get better. You know, you're not perfect. Isn't that crazy? You hypocrite. I'm never going to the gym again. I saw a person overweight. It was the mirror. Absolutely, you saw one. But don't quit going. Right? We get in there. We go. We wear bigger clothes. Whatever it takes. Don't run from the source. Because something's taking longer. Don't run from the one who can fix it because things are are just not quite lining up just yet. Stay with, with the one who brought you there. And so it's, it's such, a, such a cool thing because we have to be able to stand back. And, and I've said, I heard it so many times. I've said it so many times before. I've been in times where we've, we've had death, especially in our family. And, and people say, I just want to know why. And I go, then what? If you know why they died, then what? Then what do you do? Because they're still dead. How do you move on from there? And then you have to go and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. This, this, uh, kid asked me uh, after I finished speaking in, in Florida, which by the way, Perry, Florida is Mayberry. I don't even know if they speak English. Everybody should have closed captions with them everywhere they talk. Any, anytime I talk to somebody, I couldn't understand a word they were saying. Just staring at them. Like I asked the dude, I said, I said, where's the school? And it reminded me of the joke where the guy asked him, he says, uh, what time is it? And he goes, I don't live here. Like, wait, what? There's only one school. He didn't know where it was. His kid went to that school. I said, you know what? My bad. When he started talking, I was more lost. There's only three streets in town. There's no way I could miss it. But I was more lost after him talking to me. You ever felt that way? Where people explain something so wrong that you should have just went with your own reaction from the beginning. Like, I have no idea. And he, he started talking. We just, I just finally hugged him, and we just busted out laughing. I said, you know I don't know where to go right now, right? You know, you realize you've told me less than what I knew before we started talking. And he said, yes. I, I understand that. I think a, a lot of those times, right, when we go up and we're trying to find our way, we look for a reason why we haven't gotten there yet. And that's not the thing we need to do. We need to just keep moving forward. Sometimes some things take longer than others. That don't mean you're less than because it's taking longer than. And we got to know that because there are times that there are some things that we were able to get over right away. And then there are some other things that took some time. And we had to grow through them. We had to go in there. And so we have to go. At that point, we have to say, God, help my unbelief. Why is that if I'm saved that I'm still struggling? Why is that if I'm saved, I still have to fight through? Because it is a lifelong journey. Not a one-time moment, not a sprint, not an effort to be able to just step up and do that. So help my unbelief is a statement of humility that keeps pride from ruining our faith that all things are possible to those who believe. The, the, man, the, the man believed in Jesus but wanted to deal with his doubts in the area of his son. And there are many believers that exist today but have doubts that God delivers. I believe I'm saved, but I don't think God wants to heal me. I believe I'm saved, but I don't think God wants to bless me. 
I believe I'm saved, but I don't think he can heal my marriage. Right? God is bigger than all of those things. And we have to go, God, help my unbelief. How many I believe Pastor Rita and I are different? Yeah, and if you don't raise your hand, just look. This is the white one. We're different. Nobody's going up like, which is you? They know. They know we're different, but the same because we met at Christ. We met at the cross. And so our belief is in the same direction. And no matter what comes, I mean, like, like, like there could be, there could be out the strongest person, best fighter, whatever. I, man, Pastor Rita's got my back 100%. Nobody has my back better. Sometimes I'm shocked. When she's talking about me, I'm like, who, who, you, who you talking about? To me. God help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. I want to love. I don't want to be messed up. I don't want to be in this place. Help my unbelief. I don't want my mind to go in these crazy ways. Help my unbelief. I want to believe in you. I want to believe that things, all things are going to work together for the good. But God, help my unbelief. It is something a man can only say by faith. The very fact that you said help my unbelief means that you have faith. That takes faith to say that. Right, men? Men, men, dudes only. Dudes only. My twin has a deeper voice than I do. It is tough for us to tell people our problems. This is where y'all say amen. Okay? So ladies, quit asking about stuff we having trouble talking about, period. You ever been in a car by yourself? You don't even want to admit it by yourself? You in the car by yourself? I got anger issues. You're the only one in the car. I just stopped saying it out loud. I don't like hearing that from yourself. Sometimes it takes faith to just admit you have something that needs work. It takes a lot of faith. Both sides. So don't, ladies, don't jump up. I told don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make us form a team now. She over there. She can't help you. I got you. It'll go down. But it takes humility. And I've seen some prideful women too. So they, they do it too. But it takes some humility for you to go to God. God, I can't get to heaven by myself. We have no problem with that one. We know that one. But God, I also can't get over my anger. I can't get over this sadness. I can't get over this rejection. I can't get over this pitiful mood. That, that has to be a cry to go out. So it takes my faith. So while men have no faith, they are unconscious of their unbelief. The very fact that you're conscious of things that you're not strong in means that you have faith. Right? If you are, listen, let me say it this way. This is what I said on the video when I almost fell off the chair yesterday morning. Because I do the video in a chair and I lean almost too far. Have y'all ever asked, like, how did people grow up in the South with not without Central AC? Right? They had no problem with it because they never had it. How can you miss what you never had? Now, put us back. Put us in there. We're like, uh-uh. Kill me now. Shoot me now. Put me over there with the hogs. Shoot me with the pigs. No air conditioning? This is the first time I visited Rita's parents. First time. They didn't have AC. They, didn't, they have window units. Now, unit. They're the window unit. And it was in the back room. 
And Rita grew up very poor, like grass grew up to the bottom of their floors. They, like, like for her, her faith is so strong. This is her Super Bowl, y'all. Christmas time is her Super Bowl. There are trees up all over. I talked her down to only 20 trees this year. Normally 32. In the house. In the house. In the house. Grew up, if you would have passed by that first meeting, that first time I went to their house and her cousin said, let's go route snake hunting. Said, I'm driving. So whatever bites you, you staying. They literally, Steve, would jump out of the truck and chase down rattlesnakes. Oh, got one! I rode up the windows. I was like, if that thing bites you, I'm leaving you. I'm driving. Because there's no way you're leaving me out there with the snakes. That night, they all slept peacefully in that house. One unit. Even Rita, she slept. Her head, she was laying down on the couch. She was laying in my lap. I was wide awake. Like, if a car would have passed by, they would be like, what them headlights doing in that house? Because my eyes was wide open. I didn't sleep one second in that house. I was like, I felt like bugs was crawling on me. It wasn't bugs. It was, it was sweat. And it was like someplace I wasn't comfortable. She laid, she was out. I'm looking at her like, I can't sleep like this. Sometimes we forget how good we have it. We forget how good we have it. And, and again, if you think I'm playing, let your AC go out today. You'll do everything you can. You'll be blowing on each other. You'll do whatever you can. Get some ice cubes, you hold them in there. Where's the, where's the pressure points? You start finding out all kinds of things. But let me tell you something. When you start to feel that, God, you know, God, why, why am I not where I need to be? That means you have faith. It's there because you know something's missing. Remember stuff you used to could watch? I pray you used to could watch. And then you went back after you were saved and tried to watch again. You're like, wow, they talking crazy in there. That's wild. That's some crazy stuff. So noticing that we are struggling in our faith doesn't mean we are ungodly. It just means that we want to grow in our walk with God. It was a desire for God's promise and, and not a denial of God's power. So whenever you're struggling, don't ever think that you're ungodly because you're struggling. Okay, let me help you out. Amen. Like, I needed to hear that. I need to be encouraged. I've, I've been thinking about maybe I just can't be saved because I keep struggling with some things. Or I keep struggling to believe God. I keep struggling to trust God. No, struggle. Get there, though. I know. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 says that the consciousness, they do whatever they want it to do because their consciousness has been seared. God, have you ever done things unconsciously? You've been so unconsciously, it's, it's, it's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. When your conscious not connected, you don't even have any feelings for it. See, we're, we're going to be celebrating love for like 30 years. 30 years. And yet we've had people come up to us say stuff like, I love them, but I'm not in. That's not an accurate, that's, a, that's not a true statement. You need to say, I love them, but I don't practice no more. Because you st it's still there. Right? Y'all know this, right? Church goes, the grass is always greener. Where are you watering? Not the other side. You better water your own grass. Let me talk about your neighbor's stuff. <laughs> oh, I bet if I water that grass, it'll grow. No, you better water this grass. Huh? You're going to fertilize somebody else's stuff. Tell me, look how green that is. No, water yours. Mm. 
Thanks, Steve. I just Steve would be on that. Pitches love. Right? And so you got to do that. But when your conscience is seared, and, and I know that as a kid, when we went to funerals from the age of 60 to the age of 19, Barry and all those siblings in the road, they would have me stand by the caskets and, and look at the dead bodies. I couldn't move. I had to stand by the casket. And they said, you're being strong for your mom, so you just stand there by the casket. But I got so used to looking at dead bodies that I didn't even feel it. And even to this day, I go to a funeral and not feel a thing. I became seared. What you look at the longest will become the strongest in your life. So I'm going to look at the Word of God, and it's going to become strong in the Word of God. I'm going to have emotions. In Judges chapter 16 and verse 20, Samson did the same thing. That girl, that girl, he had to have that, that girl, that girl from the neighborhood, that other girl, Delilah, that girl. She didn't look like the other girls that he grew up with, but she was that girl. I know, guys, y'all can't, y'all can't get with me on this. I'll do it for you. Like, ooh, that one. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I was at a funeral and, and they were bragging about the, this, 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 this guy and his, his wife, but the guy that had passed away bragging about his wife, they said he liked thick girls. Now, now I, I thought that was an insult. Then I found out it wasn't an insult. Then I found out I can't say it. Samson liked them thick. Not the one that God had told him to be around. And he did it, and he did it. And you look at Judges chapter 16, verse 20, Samson's day. Y'all, where was Samson's strength? Where was it? Y'all know it? In his hair. Don't just say you God can't use anybody. Don't get stuck on something. Don't get stuck on something. When I grow my hair out, that's good. If I try to grow my hair out, I look like Caesar. Okay, listen. Judges, chapter 16, verse 20. That girl done cut his hair off. Y'all know, look, imagine when Adrian coming home, some little girl at school done cut his hair. Grandma killing somebody. We got to get Sobe out of prison. The girl done shaved his head. He got the long hair. She just shaved it. Samson got up. He said, oh, I'll go do them like I've been doing them take care of him, but he didn't realize God was no longer with him. He got up to do what he always did because he said, this is what I always do, but he didn't realize God was no longer with him. See, when you're in a relationship with someone, it ain't that day that things go bad. It's over time things go bad. You need to work on things every day. Not just when things go wrong. There has to be a daily plan. He got up and said, I'll go take care of him. But he didn't even know that the Spirit of God was no longer with him. What a dangerous place to be in, a, be in church or be before God, but not realize that I'm not really in it. Obviously, Samson was captured by his enemies, but he was first captured by his relationship distance between him and God. Right? Let's, let's do this in Luke chapter 23, verse 39 through 43. One of the criminal, criminals, this is at the cross, one of the criminal, criminals who hung there heaped abuse on him. Are you not the Christ? He said, save yourself and us. But the other one rebuked him saying, do you not even fear God since you are under the same judgment? We are punished justly for we are receiving that what our actions deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into, the, into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. Okay, isn't it great? Which thief do you identify with? 
Okay, wait, put it back up there, Milton, because I want to make sure people don't lie in church. Do you agree with that first one that say, if you God, get down and get me down? Or are you this one? I love the King James Version. I couldn't even put it up here because I don't know how to act when I see the King James Version. But the King James Version go like this. Thus thou not knowest, this man has done no wrong. Man, shut up. He can get us down. Right? He got powers. He healed blind people. He healed. Shut up. Thus thou not knowest. And see, we want to put ourselves in that man. And we should be that one, by the way. But we're usually that first guy. God, if you can do all things, why haven't you done this thing? Why haven't you done this thing? And it's like, it's, it, it, it kind of gets to you, right? These two guys are hanging next to Christ. And then it hit me. I was in, in, in the airport. It hit me on, on Friday. And when I was in the airport, I was waiting. And, and like, like, whenever I'm about to cry, my eyes turn red. Don't use drugs. I'm not even allowed to have caffeine. This is regular. I don't drink coffee. But I started to almost cry in the airport in front of everybody when I realized a man hung next to Christ and went to hell. Hanging out in church won't get you there. Who said this way, right? Not everybody in your circle knows how to be in your corner. Like, like they won't have your back like they got it in there. They'll be around you, but they won't have your back. And you can be around Christ and not be in Christ. Man, it broke me. I was thinking, like, how many people are sitting there? He's hanging next to the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and not going to enter into heaven. Don't come to hang out. Come to let God fill you up. Like, because anyone could come to church and, and maybe sit through it and, and, and maybe not even be a part of it. Sometimes I was just, just kind of yelling at my kids about, don't just sit in the place, be a part of what God is doing. He yelled too much. He yelled too much. I came to church. I left the same way I did when I came in. Just saw it, right? I saw this and it was like, just... It's got me again. So I'm, I'm in there like I'm struggling not, not to start crying. Because you just start crying at the airport. People start offering you tissues. And quickly, they don't stay. Use those. But this guy, I, I saw this, this video. I saw this guy and he goes, he goes, man, as long as I've known you, he said, this friend of his told him, as long as I've known you, you've been serving God for 20, 30 years. He goes, yeah. He says, man, we, you and I do the same thing. He says, so if God can't change you, why do you expect me to believe in somebody to change me if you ain't changed. We're either going to be someone's example or their excuse. Right? I'm either, I'm either going to be there as a good example or I'm going to be there as a really, 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 really bad excuse. He hung next to Jesus, died, and didn't make it to heaven. I don't want to hang out in church. I mean, not that I don't like coming. I want it to be a part of my life. I want it to be my lifestyle. Amen. Thank you. Y'all making me work for it now. I wasn't nearly sweaty. 
till we start it. And, and see, but it's so easy, right, to blame God because God, you're so big, you should be able to do all these things, you should be able to do it. But God may be trying to get you to be, instead of you getting a miracle, to be a miracle to somebody. But it may need for you to be that person, to be that blessing, to, to, to quit just being in a part of a place and start being the place that you're a part of. It's a difference. It's a difference. God, I want to be the difference. I want to be the one that my family can count on. So I don't want to be blaming God. So he will make history through us when we respect our history with God. I have a shirt that I, I normally wear when I go speak. It says, make history today. Another guy, a guy saw me in a, a convenience store. He said, man, I like that shirt. He says, either make history or become history. I went, ooh, I need a back to this t-shirt. Right? He said, you're making history or you're becoming history. You're becoming something of the past. And, and when all you can do is brag about your past, and, and y'all know those athletes, right? They score more touchdowns every year they tell the story. They ain't played for years, but they keep scoring. They keep making tackles. All of a sudden, there was an eagle that was on their shoulder pass when they was running downfield. That's some bad mojo. That's not Christian at all. But God says, respect our history together. You should have been dead. You shouldn't have been here. There's a way that, that your life should have ended, but I kept you here for a purpose and a reason, and complaining wasn't one of them. Right, as the teacher said, if you go into your prayer closet and come back angry, if you come back angrier you did before you went in, you didn't go in to pray, you went in to complain. We need prayer people. John chapter 14, verse one through two says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me as well. In my Father's house are many men and many rooms. Gosh, I'm so King James. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? Now, and let me say it the way we said. If the mansions weren't really there, God never would have brought it up. Okay? So they're there. And he's gone to prepare a place for us so that we'd be there, right? And, and so, so one, of the, one of the craziest thing that, that, that's confronting is that people trying to deny where all of us are coming from. And so one of the blessed things that I ever heard and, and got a hold of in the Bible where the, where, when I realized that God did not want me to get rid of my anger. I needed to know that because it was the hardest thing. I was praying, God, help me to be nicer to people. Help me, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm talking about not even outwardly, inwardly be nicer to people. Because some of us, we may not do it outwardly, but man, we done killed a bunch of people. Like, oh, the signs say 70 miles an hour. Why are you going 58? Get out of the left lane. And in your head, you don't run them off the bridge. Let's act holy if you want to. That's good, good. God says, I wish you would pray like that. Get the devil out your lane. He's trying to slow you down. He in your fast lane. Get him out your lane. So again, we're so competitive, right? We want to compete. Let's compete to be uh, people that stay in prayer. Let's compete to be worshipers. Let's compete to be kind. Let's compete to be friendly. And I get it. I'd be lying. The Bible says be angry, but don't. Let me help you out. 
be, y'all say that part, but don't sin. Be angry, but don't, okay, be, but don't sin. Okay, so you can be angry, but you can't be crazy. <laughs> like, well, what's the point of being angry? If I can't be crazy when I go angry, what am I going to do with it? Because what he's saying is I need you to use that effort to help other people. I need you to use that energy to do something good, not bad. You're going to need to be angry. You're going to need your anger. You need to be angry about things that are happening that are not right. But you need to be angry in the right way, not the wrong way. They said to the kids, there are a lot of people, they go from zero to, you'll say zero to what? And I say zero to death row. Because there are a lot of people locked up. Because they were emotional. They were emotional. Their feelings got the best. They were in their feelings, right? And that what the kids say today? They got in their feelings. Greatest gift to mankind is the belief in God for salvation and deliverance from hell. But Jesus also tells us to believe in him as well, right? Here, here's who Jesus is. John 1, 1, here's who Jesus is. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So he's saying, I know you believe in God, now I need you to believe in my word. So when I tell you to forgive, that's my word. I believe in God, but you won't forgive. You may just be hanging around. Y'all know forgiveness is tough. Don't get it twisted. God tells you to forgive some people that's hurt you and wronged you and betrayed you. Because betrayal makes you have to think of what was wrong with me to even let you that close to me so you could betray me. And now you're talking about forgive them. I'm going to forgive them, God. Right? Anybody else like that? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I love being around y'all. Y'all make me feel holy. Y'all make me better. Because you don't think if I wanted to hit somebody with my H-E-B basket, you're crazy. You got my last pineapple. What's wrong with you? Got to make juice for the church. <laughs> what you do for a living? None of your business. Give me my basket. But then some of us will drop our head and feel like, oh, man, what's wrong with me? No, nothing wrong with you. You do need to get better. But if you believe he forgave you for one thing, don't forget that he'll forgive you for all things. You've got to confess him, right? Living by faith will cause us to lean toward it when things are not going well. And when it's beyond our understanding, it means we are victorious beyond our limitations. Beyond our limitations. Amen? All right, I want you guys to bow your heads. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray. As each and every person here, in the sound of my voice, that can hear me, would scream out, God, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Even in the area, Lord God, I'm, I seem to be everything but a good parent. Help my unbelief. I know you didn't give me my children so that I could be a bad parent. I know. Help me believe in what you've given me. Help me believe in our relationship, God. Help my heart be healed. Help my unbelief. Help me, Lord God, not give up on this. Help me, Lord God, to water my own grass. Water my own area. Water my own life. 
water my own emotions, water my own temper. Quit trying to water somebody else's grass. Quit trying to talk about somebody else's business. Lord God, help me in my unbelief, Lord God, that I know to water what you trusted me with. Help me to show my loves. Help me to show affection. Help me to be all that you've called me to be. Lord God, I pray. I hunger. And as, as Pastor Rita shared the, the sinner's prayer with, with everyone in sight, Lord, I pray no one ends up as a thief who hung next to Christ but did not make it to heaven. Lord God, we don't want to hang around church. We don't want to just hang around the scriptures. We want to be a part. We want to be invested. We want to be in you. We want to be in a relationship with you. Because we know hanging around is not a, enough. You called us to more than that. And I come against any form of condemnation. That Lord God, you've set us free. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.